TNA 2.0 announced. Insider Connected adds home team. Roger Sharp movie to premiere. Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine. And I'm joined with... I'm Martin Ebb and I'm the editor of Pinball News and we are here to look back on all the events in the pinball world that took place, all the important ones anyway, that took place during the month of August 2022, which uh, we've just had. Right. And it was uh, it was an interesting month. It was not exactly the way that we expected it because we were planning on there being a, a new game release from Stern, but I don't think that, that hasn't happened as of yet and we're recording this, uh, this pincast on the very last day of August in uh, in preparation for releasing it on the 1st of September so I don't think we're going to get any news about that today right um but even so it's been been a busy month and there's been there has been a new game release right yeah although it is an old game in um um in a new um, version yeah. that's or- right yes it was our our lead headline and it's spooky pinball and they have announced a new version of the Total Nuclear Annihilation game, and it's version 2.0, as everything seems to be these days. But there are references between this and the previous version. And, um, well, first of all, it comes with all the sort of extra add-ons which were available to purchase separately previously in the, when the, the game was first run. And um, it's also limited to only 250 units. Right, so... Um, uh, just to clarify, I don't think Spooky is referring to the game as uh, TNA 2.0. Oh, they did actually in the, uh, ah. in the doc- documentation. Yeah, ah. I, I have it here. So, in the questions and answers, it says, What makes this game different from the first TNA? And it says TNA 2.0 will feature. Right, okay. And it goes on. So, there you go. I, I didn't think that either until I checked it. Right, okay. So, excuse me for uh, barking in. <laughs> no, no, please do. Because you know uh, more about this game. Than uh, than I do because you have one. Yeah, well, actually, well, I, one uh, of the first run. I, I have one of the first run, and um, um, uh, there's been quite a demand for the game. Um, I can only speak for Europe. I would say um, uh, I imported a, a few myself back in the day. Those are all gone. I have uh, multiple people asking whether I want to sell my game and. Um, Interestingly, uh, the offer for my uh, my home use only game is even higher than what Spook is currently charging for the game, uh, which is eight thousand nine hundred and ninety five US dollars, and that's not including any uh, any sales tax, if or applicable. Shipping. Yeah, or shipping if uh, if available. But um, uh, like you said, the game uh, in the new uh, the the way they are planning to uh, to rerun it has a few changes. Uh, versus uh, the first run, so to speak, and uh, let's not forget that at that time, Total Nuclear Annihilation was Spooky's most successful game ever. With a uh, uh, production at that time, I think of five hundred and fifty. And of course, that was later topped by Rick and Morty, and then Halloween, um, and uh, the. the the Ultimate. additional 250 units are not going to make it Spooky's best-selling game ever, but they do not uh, exclude, or they're not saying that they won't rerun it again. So, uh, 
Um, for some people, the, the, uh, the, the new pricing point is rather steep. I believe that the original price for the, uh, for the first run of uh, total nuclear annihilation was uh, 5,995 mm. US mm. dollars, so that's $3,000 added. Um, and for those $3,000, you get um, a, a nuclear green plastic protector set on the game, which uh, gives the plastic an extra color, and they sort of light up due to the uh, um, the LEDs below it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's a knocker, a shaker motor, um, custom laser-cut side rails, um, which and I'm trying to look at the, uh, at the image. Well, they're still uh, on, on, the, on the flyer. It shows the uh, the game name Total Nuclear Annihilation being uh, laser mm. cut, similar to the uh, original one. But there yeah. is an alternative um, uh, laser c- cut uh, uh, side reel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, custom metallic powder coat, which is also like similar to the uh, the original interior yeah. graphics. I don't think those were part of the uh, uh, original game. No, I think so. Uh, speaker kit and grills. I think there was an upgrade at the time, um, and uh, illuminated or light up drop targets, which was not part of. Uh, it's more like an aftermarket mod uh, mm-hmm. that that was um, uh, that came later on. It's basically the same drop targets, but transparent with an LED behind them. So right. So all that's included in this, uh, this new two point zero version um, at the new higher price. Now. Um, Sales for this game open at 10 a.m. on September the 1st, yeah, which yeah. is, uh, as I said earlier, that, that's tomorrow, given the day we're recording this pincast. Uh, but you can't just um, go and buy it um, from your distributor. You do have to be a member of the uh, Spooky um, Supporters Fan Club. Right. Uh, for okay. which there is a uh, subscription, I believe. Yes. Um, not sure if the number is correct. I think it's $45 a year. Not, uh, but I could be off. I think it was forty-five dollars for last year, um, and that also gets you um, uh, the uh, the news of of any new games or reruns um, as uh, one of the first. Uh, right. Because I don't think Spooky actually announced the game on their website or social media. It was only no. an, it was only announced to fan club members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, so I think you also get some kind of swag as well with it, like um, yeah, there's this uh, is, uh, can cooler or uh, some other um, items. Yeah, um, there was this special spooky pinball uh, shaped uh, beer glass uh, that you get this time. Uh, if you if you will. for for this year, um, they did the special um, uh, beer glass, which you can. Uh, see on on Spooky Pinball's social media. I think they show pictures of what it looks like, so people know what to expect. Okay, well, uh, with only two hundred and fifty units, they'll, they'll probably sell out straight away, no matter how how much they uh, are charging for it. But um, it'll probably sell out very quickly. So if you are very keen to get one of these uh, two point zero versions of TNA, then you, uh, as I said, need to be a member of their fan club. Uh, you need to make sure your payment details, your credit card information, is up to date on your account. And you need to go to shop.spookypinball.com tomorrow, or today probably, as you're listening to this, um, by 10 a.m. Central Time, which is when sales will open up. Right. So, and um, uh, oh, You will be required, I should mention, to, to put down an initial payment of 2000 US dollars 
which is non-refundable and you can't transfer it to another game either so i think you need to be committed to buying it if you're going to uh, hit that buy button yeah um which makes me wonder uh, what we've seen uh, obviously with uh, the uh, halloween and ultraman when those games were uh, announced they sold out also immediately mm. and then uh, lots of people offered their spots trying to sell their uh, their their uh, basically, their place. Yes. That uh, I don't think there's any way they can they can stop you selling your place to somebody else. Um, they can make it difficult, of course. They can you know, require you to take delivery of it first and then and, uh, transfer it to the eventual buyer. Right. But uh, it doesn't say it can't be the deposit can't be transferred to another person. Just says it can't be transferred to another game. So they really just want to make sure they're going to sell 250. And um, and make them and, and move on to the game after very fairly quickly. I would have thought. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, what I understand is they still expect to uh, uh, run the game for like six months or so. Um, not actually sure whether that math makes sense because no. there was a uh, um, the very first uh, uh, Saturday morning spooktacular Facebook live Q and A with. Um, Bug and Spooky Luke, um, that was, uh, I think, last week, um, in which they announced that, or mentioned that they are uh, currently uh, continuously building 40 games a week. Now, with right. 40, 40 games a week, that seems like a production run of six weeks, and then they're mm -hmm. done with TNA, so... Yep. But as you said, it, it, um, they haven't ruled out making another run of games right. either. It no. says, uh, we've only, only have time do a small run of 250, so presumably there's another game lined up after that, or a rerun, maybe, I don't know. But and they say, but there's always the possibility of making more. Right. So don't treat it as a limited edition run. I think that's the uh, that's the story here. Yeah, so one thing I didn't mention yet about uh, uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation uh, is that the uh, uh, side rails uh, on the rerun will have a black trim instead of a chromed uh, uh, look uh, on the first run. Of the game, so uh, okay, it looks uh, darker, I suppose. Okay, oh, and we're continuing with what you were saying just now, as part of that uh, that Facebook Live spectacular, uh, they apart from saying they're building about forty games a week, also said that the Halloween and Ultraman run should be completed by the end of this year. So where the uh, TNA two point zero fits into that plan isn't clear whether it's going to be at the end of that and they will sort of start building it at the beginning of next year or whether there's, there's a gap in production for Halloween and Ultraman where they can they can slot in these uh, these four, these uh, 250 games at, at 40 games a week right so um, yeah and um, well there's more news uh, from Spooky Pinball um, they announced on uh, their social media that they are very excited that both Ben Heck and Eric Priebke We'll be joining forces with Spooky Pinball again to program future games. And um, obviously both already worked uh, for or and with the company uh, on, on previous games. Mm. Ben Heck is uh, the designer of uh, America's Most Haunted, the, the very first game by uh, Spooky Pinball. And Eric Prupke, I think, was a programmer for Rick and Morty. Uh, most of the code is by him. And I think he briefly left and uh, is now uh, coming back. So, uh, good things uh, uh, for Spooky and Ben Heck and Eric Priebke, I, uh, I suppose. Uh, they, yeah. Uh, 
And and uh, talking of Rick and Morty, there's a, a new video now available of the, the making of Rick and Morty. Uh, part one is now available on uh, YouTube, and I guess that will be on the on the Spooky Pinball channel. On, right, on YouTube. and else just Google Rick and Morty pinball making off and you'll probably find it easily. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and more Rick and Morty news. Because there have been uh, two code updates this month, and we know how excited Jonathan gets by the prospect of oh, new right, code. Oh, right, my pillow. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so the first one came out on the 2nd of uh, August and actually added quite a lot uh, with lots of, uh, of new features um, to uh, and, and new dimensions, which um, so which are positive and negative and feature dimensions. So it includes some, some very weird... And uh, interesting ideas in there, including one which just uh, produces a bunch of cursing, um, one which is unlimited ball saves, <laughs> one which fires the knocker, um, and a, a lot more. I'll let you uh, read about that if you're interested on the Spooky Pinball site. And, um, and who knows, Jonathan may even include some of the details in the uh, in the monthly newsletter that he produces. Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe. Don't hold or your at least a link to, to the way if you can find out more. Yeah. And um, the more recent one, which is on the 18th of August, adds a, uh, a new sort of fun feature called uh, Morty's Mind-Blowing Single Adventure Challenge, which allows you to just play uh, one ball, one adventure in a single dimension, um, as they say, for funsies. So that's a, a nice little feature they added in and uh, a little uh, uh, change to the, uh, to the tournament settings that allows it to randomise Dimensions and adventures in in order um, the order in which they occur um, if you if you want to in in a tournament setting rather than always getting the same ones. Um, but that's um, that's the code update news from Spooky Pinball. Right now, sticking with uh, code update, let's move on to uh, Stern Pinball right away because they dropped eighteen code updates the first week of August. And Martin's now going to tell us what's in it. Well, kind of. Yes, I mean, the, the key thing that they added to all these games, and these are the games which are all supported um, under the um, Insider Connected program for uh, where you scan your QR code, is they added the new Home Team feature, which uh, allows you to log in and play without having to scan your QR code. Now, the, that's one of the things which is always a bit of a bugbear, that people you know, scrambling around trying to find their QR code photo. And uh, although I have to give credit to, uh, to Stern again here, apart from adding the home feature thing, they've also allowed the QR code for Insight, for your Insider Connected login to be added to your Google wallet and your Apple wallet. So you can, it effectively acts like a loyalty card where you just open that app and scroll down to the stone pinball thing and just press it and it shows the QR code on your phone and you just instantly get it. So no, no having to hunt through saved photos or having to put a shortcut on your, on your home page or anything like that. But this, um, this home team feature, uh, it allows you to add up to eight players into your, your system, which then you can select from when you start a game and you don't have to get your phone out or find the code. You just pick who's playing it from the list and uh, it automatically uh, selects them and uh, and gets all their details from the uh, Insider Connected service. And it can also be it also works across all the games in a in a single home. So you can say that uh, if you've got four or five different Stern LCD games, you can add them all to your home team group, and the same players will instantly be available 
on every machine, which is uh, great for family get-togethers. And uh, and you can also add guests temporarily as well to the home team if you've got uh, a party or uh, just friends coming around and you don't want to have to register them or have them to get their, their code out from their phone in order to log in. Yeah. So uh, nice little feature there. Um, but one of the one of the things that did immediately strike me was, is this something you're going to have to do every time they add something inside a connected feature? Are they going to have to release new code for every single game that's um, that's been released? So every single LCD game which, on which uh, Insider Connected works, because it would seem that they kind of need to have a means of just updating the Insider Connected, because that's the bit that's getting all the love and, and attention right now and getting all the extra features added to it. So it's almost like you just need to download an Insider Connected update, which is universal for every game. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something which is going to be coming. But then I looked at all the code updates and, well, not all of them, but nearly all of them, but they all seem to add extra things as well, like bug fixes and a few little features and bringing everything up to the same kind of standard, you now adding the DJ functionality to games that didn't have it before mm-hmm. and standardising the settings across all the games. So it's more than just the home team that's um, been added to, to most of the games. Right. But, um, yeah. but it, you can imagine that, because they keep saying they're going to keep adding all these new features to Insider Connected, but you wouldn't want to have to, uh, no, to release 18, 19, 20, as they release more and more uh, of their games, code updates every time they add a new feature. So maybe there's a, there's a sort of a, a dedicated insider connected update system that needs right. to be added. Yeah, So, and that's not even all, because following these uh, uh, 18 updates, there was also a uh, milestone achievement uh, uh, added to... Um, or. Um, to the uh, the Insider Connected, uh, where it basically keeps track of uh, the number of games played, the number of days playing, days in a row streaks. And um, I sort of get the feeling that uh, your pinball is close to becoming a sort of Tamagotchi type of thing, <laughs> where it's basically te- uh, calling your cell phone, telling you, I need to be played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like... Um uh, like Pokemon Go, we have to collect every single different uh, achievement in order to to win some kind of a prize or, or um, be able to brag about your achievement so yeah. far. Or maybe, you get it, an, uh, maybe you get an achievement for getting all the achievements. Yeah, or or if you play me now, I'll give you this unique achievement. And uh, oh. yeah, it's a limited time. You know, you've got to play it in thirty minutes or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. It was interesting though that that wasn't um, an update for every single game. It seems to be a sort of a, a back end feature which is on their server so it's it doesn't i don't think it appears on the actual game itself i think it only appears when you log into your user profile on the website and then you can see these milestone achievements so um as i was saying before it's, it's not something you need to update the game for it uh, will automatically appear on your profile right so um now uh, interestingly um several Older games are in production uh, right now, uh, being uh, Mandalorian, Godzilla, and uh, Star Wars being the oldest one uh, from from those three. Those were on the line uh, the past month, and it looks like we're looking at the last run of Led Zeppelin, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Guardians of the Galaxy, as they have been announced to distributors to put in their final um, order, so to speak, so they can... Uh, uh, built the number of games that are being ordered, and uh, that's it. 
That's surprising for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a relatively recent title. Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously much older. It came out of the license for that. Could be yeah. running out. And uh, it's Zeppelin. also surprising to see that they're still trying to make more Led Zeppelin games because, um, uh, well, there's probably people that like the game, but generally the game is not that well received. No, I wouldn't have thought you'd have a problem getting one if you wanted one, but, uh, well, apparently uh, there's still demand out there for, for it, so, uh, well, it's good news there. But, um, unless, unless they're just using up parts they have left over. Right, so, and... Um, um, well, I just mentioned uh, Godzilla. Uh, we mentioned last month that Stern will be holding their Heads Up Invitational uh, Tournament. Mm. Um, usually I'm not that much into tournaments, and this was a, a very odd one, I would say. Um, I do applaud the uh, the production team for what they uh, tried to achieve, because it looked like a sort of ESPN type of... Um, report on on various challenges that needed to be done uh, between two players but mm-hmm. overall and that's just me and don't don't see this as criticism but it kind of looked like an infomercial for Godzilla for uh, to me and uh, I don't think the game needed that it's already no. popular as it is and mm-hmm. um, yeah it's sort of I don't know um, uh, then uh, I I clicked the link to see, uh, and I was under the uh, impression that this would be a live tournament. But mm, all yeah. I got was an edited uh, 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 highlights, uh, highlights basically mm. of, um, of 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 what happens. Which um, well, presumably it already happened. Then by the time you were clicking the link, it was over. Yeah. Okay. But so I'm not sure whether they actually broadcasted the entire uh, tournament or that the highlights. Uh, mm. was just that's when the video went live and that was it so I'm, I'm not exactly sure so yeah I'm like you yeah, I'm not that uh, interested well if it was a if it was a live tournament um, I, I'd be more likely to watch it but if it's uh, an invitational then um, without knowing how people got inv- invited or why um, and whether it was open to the public it holds a lot less interest to me I want it to be a, an open event where anybody could be uh, invited to take part, right. not uh, not handpicked, which I which I am. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not not uh, pl- um, talking down the uh, competitors because I'm sure they were all, all uh, very well qualified for the criteria that Stern used to pick the players. But you know, we like uh, like anybody to be with the chance of uh, having a, a great game and, and winning a Godzilla machine, which right. uh, which is which is what the prize was. Yeah, so still find it rather odd that um, with only eight competitors uh, uh, you hand out a, a pinball machine. I mean, mm. uh, that's almost like a participation uh, trophy. I mean, <laughs> it's not like, uh, I mean, uh, we ha- we have a quiz every year and uh, where we knock on Stern's door. It's not like we ever got a pinball machine to give away. I mean, and oh, yeah. we, have, we have more participants in our quiz than in this Heads Up uh, Invitational. Yeah, the whole series of them. Yeah. Oh, so, well. Never mind. oh well. So. Yeah. Um, and then there's, uh, okay, usually we don't discuss rumors, uh, but there is a rumor going around, actually, uh, in crowd only, I suppose. Uh, but there is a rumor that uh, Stern uh, will have to relocate their factory 
they have been uh, told by their landlord that their uh, leases, when once their lease is up, they are not getting a sanction. Uh, I think that that's what you call it. Yeah, or renewed. Yes. Yes, that's and. Right. Um, uh, so the, uh, they have apparently been looking for a new location, and it uh, the rumor has it that they are might be going back to Melrose Park. Yeah, which is of course the home of the, where Data East was first set up. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're going back to the same building, but no, I don't think they'd be able to. Yeah, so um, but but back to that area, so to speak. Um, but nothing has officially been announced um, so far, and could still be months away before Stern announces anything on that. So, uh, But it looks like it will be the end of Josie Jack Pinball and Stern Pinball uh, almost being neighbours. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't suppose um, um, Josie Jack Pinball are going to have to move because uh, I think that, that, that particular street's been redeveloped fairly recently. Right. But I know that, the, uh, that there has been a lot of building work um, around the Stern Pinball factory um, either side. So uh, and, and right and on the opposite side of the street, it, it was all demolished and uh, these huge, great warehouses built. So, uh, which I think is part of a plan to, uh, I think we mentioned this before, to turn it into a sort of a high-tech farm there with lots of um, server farms taking uh, being being put in and uh, tech companies moving in. So, uh, which um, you know is uh, it's, it's the right of the uh, of the city to zone it however they want and uh, I'm sure um, I'm sure the move to, from uh, Melrose or if they go back to Melrose Park Mel, the move from uh, Elk Grove Village to potentially Melrose Park um, will be well managed and uh, although it always causes a little bit of a disruption to a production um, gives them a chance to you know, make a few changes to uh, the, uh, the production um, facility and uh, and optimize a few things. So yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see what they what they come up with um, yeah. in the, in their new home if they do indeed have to move. Right, I do remember that when they moved from uh, Melrose Park to uh, Elk Grove Village, uh, that for the outside world that looked like a very smooth operation. And I think it only took, I think it took less than a week before they were up and running again. Yeah, they were actually producing stuff before they even announced that they they transferred. So, um, although people, the people in the business knew knew about it, there was no public announcement that, that they were they were up and running in their new place and, and uh, producing games. Right. So, all right. Now, since we already mentioned Jersey Jack Pinball, let's jump to them uh, straight away. Um, mm, not they, a huge amount of news from no, them. No, true. Uh, they are currently uh, building and shipping the uh, collector's edition of Toy Story Four. Yep. Okay, so we there was when it was first announced, there was no indication exactly when they would be making those games, but the uh, the uh, the answer to that is is now apparently. Yeah. So and um, uh, the first week of August uh, marked the ten uh, year anniversary for now pinball designer, but then I think electrical uh, engineer yeah. Eric Meunier uh, for being ten years with the company. Congratulations to Eric. Right, and the same week also marked the one-year anniversary for Steve Ritchie to join the company. Congratulations to Steve. Yeah, and um, Jersey Jack himself uh, went to the uh, uh, the factory as well. Uh, Jack is usually located in uh, uh, New Jersey, mm -hmm. but he flew over to uh, uh, Elk Grove Village 
uh, where he uh, did an interview for um, uh, WGN TV, um, where he's basically talking about uh, creating jobs in, uh, in in the area and so on. Uh, how many uh, parts are in the pinball machine and, and, and the kind of usual stuff that apparently uh, um, uh, reporters think entertains uh, uh, people watching such a documentary or, or news item. Yeah. Um, and that's available on uh, on YouTube uh, as of uh, recently. So, uh, this is for WGN TV. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Okay. So if, you, if you search for that, um, but of course, don't forget that last month we spoke to Jack on this pincast, so you can find out more if you did if you didn't catch that one about what's what's been happening in the factory and um, well, quite a bit of inside information and potentially a, a little reveal or two as well. So go go and uh, have a, look, a listen to uh, last month's yeah. pincast. Now, one of the things that Jack mentioned in the uh, in, in his interview last month is in, uh, uh, somewhat interesting. As he, uh, I think he mentioned that he went to see uh, Billy Joel in Madison Square yeah. Garden. That's right, in concert, not just a, a social event. Yeah, exactly. And he was uh, basically sitting sort of uh, uh, backstage, uh, basically, um, um, literally... Um, he yeah, could behind basically the, be yeah. behind the stage where he could basically touch Billy Joel if he wanted to. <laughs> so, um, but um, while we usually don't address rumors, uh, there, there's two going around for Jersey Jack, uh, which might be wishful thinking or people just speculating. But apparently, uh, the, uh, one of the rumors is that um, Steve Ritchie's first game for the company. Should uh, will be themed around Billy Joel, hmm. which could be true or uh, it could not be true. <laughs> of <laughs> well, course, yeah, it's definitely going to be one. Of it, it's definitely an, an interesting theme, um, but I think even Jack mentions that there's a list of criteria that a, a, a theme has to uh, uh, tick. Um, b- before even being considered. And I'm not sure whether Billy Joel ticks all the boxes. No, well, we were speculating last month with Jack that uh, maybe Bruce Springsteen would have been a better fit for, right. or, uh, or, for or, Jersey or, Jack Pinball. Or, or Bon Jovi could also be a very good one, because I think Bon Jovi is uh, also New Jersey-based. But, um, oh well. Okay, well, and, um, that's, that's just a rumour. But... Right. Um, there was also another rumour, which uh, which we obviously don't cover, but uh, we will just this once, um, about another potential licence for Jersey Chat Pinball, which would actually be more fitting, I suppose, for uh, a Steve Ritchie game. Right, yeah, and that would be the uh, Top Gun licence. Uh, we have no verification whether this rumour is uh, true or not, but of course the Top Gun Maverick movie mm-hmm. uh, broke all records uh, this year, uh, I think it's one of the most successful movies ever now. Um, I just had the pleasure of watching the original Top Gun uh, uh, DVD recently, mm-hmm. which is also still uh, quite an interesting film, although I'm not sure whether it's exactly uh, uh, pinball material, so to speak. With uh, But then again, Steve Ritchie already designed Top uh, uh, F-14, F-14. F-14 yeah. Tomcat, which was sort of like... A reference to um, uh, 
the Top Gun uh, franchise, yeah. which is yes. uh, which it is now. And, so and, and don't forget, there was Airborne as well, which was based more around a, an air show, right? But uh, certainly flying planes and um, and buzzing towers and things like that. So it's uh, there's a couple of uh, games out there, but it would make sense if if uh, Steve was going to do a uh, like a, an updated version of F14 to pick up the uh, the Top Gun license yeah. uh, for well, real this time rather than uh, try and just uh, hint at it. Right. So uh, so those are rumours going around, but it could just be wishful thinking from some people hoping that those games would be uh, yeah. manufactured. So, okay. Um, not that far from uh, Jersey Jack Pinball is uh, American Pinball. Yes, can, indeed. They, not a lot of news, but, uh, but, but tell us what, what we have. Well, there's, uh, um, they made an announcement, and I don't think it was American Pinball who did it, but actually it was done by Titan Pinball, um, that American Pinball will use Titan flipper rubbers on their games from now on. And that's even indicated with the little sticker at the top left of the uh, playfield glass. Okay. Um, um, so it's presumably not rubber, but... Um uh, the, s- the, s- the sticker is not rubber, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, that's reassuring. Good. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, no, uh, flipper. Uh, the, the the rubbers in pinball machines are, are both on the flippers, of course, and um, uh, in in certain areas to prevent the ball going from places where it shouldn't go. Uh, if it's not blocked off by targets, uh, but it's also used on posts and, and slingshots, uh, slingshots yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Um, and there's various qualities out there of uh, rubbers, and American Pinball uh, are very happy with the Titan flipper rubbers, and they're the first company to switch to Titan. Uh, is it just flipper rubbers that they're using, or are they using Titan? Titan rubbers all around the game. I, I assume it's Titan rubbers all around. Right, that makes sense. Well, that's a good, good deal for any uh, American pinball buyers because they are, well, in my experience, they're, they're very uh, very well made and very durable. Yeah, so, so uh, the only thing nice that I... Um, now, I have a question for you. This might have to do with English language or American, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. But, so the announcement by Titan said that American pinball will use... Titan rubbers exclusively. Does that mean that Titan rubbers are no longer available for any other manufacturer? Because <laughs> that would le- that would it, then it would not longer be exclusive for American Pinball. No, I think it just means that they will only use Titan products on the American Pinball games. Okay. Yeah. Just to clarify, because it could be that you're right. It could it could read either way, depending on on how it, exactly it was written. But uh, I'm sure that um, Titan won't want to uh, give up their their home use sales as well. Right. So, okay. Um, now we've talked about a rerun of Houdini uh, mm, already yes. for a couple of months yeah. now. Apparently, that has been pushed back, and instead, the company is now building Oktoberfest. Just okay. in time for October, I suppose. Well, yeah, just about, yeah. Well, it makes sense. Um, obviously, Oktoberfest runs mostly through, the actual event itself, runs mostly through September and only slightly into October. Right. But um, if they're building them now, then they should be available for uh, Oktoberfest celebrations. So yeah. uh, makes sense to do it that way. And, and remember, these, these games were going to be using the new style cabinets and new hardware uh, that they're currently using in games like Hot Wheels. 
So uh, they will they will get that kind of upgrade to the uh, to the to the more standardised uh, design, which will should make uh, getting parts and uh, maintenance a bit easier. Right. Okay. So and there was uh, some more news that involves. Uh it seems to involve American pinball. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what their involvement is, but um, there was an announcement from Pinball Expo um, on their social media feed saying that they will be um, they will be um, showing um, and allowing to have played a completed Magic Girl game, which is from the uh, the Dutch team who are based in Wormer, who have finished the code and and made physical changes to the game in order to make it playable and uh, feature complete. Um, it said that it was uh, thanks to American Pinball that that game is going to be at Pinball Expo, but it's not entirely clear what American Pinball's role or involvement in this is, whether they um, will be supplying the machine or whether it will be Rob Burke's personal machine, which is which I believe has been uh, been sent over to... Uh, no, I, actually, I think Rob Burke already sold his game, so he was looking for a new one. And, oh right! Uh, so maybe he's bought one of the one of their games. Yeah, so that probably is it. Uh, we're not. I'm not entirely sure, but I do know that he's. Uh, I was uh, at uh, Warmer when Rob was. Uh, no, that was the day after. Um, but he mentioned that he already had sold his uh, um, Magic Girl game. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Rob's original Magic Girl game. Ended up in warmer in uh, yeah. to begin yeah. with, so yeah, so I think that could be right. But then once he'd seen what uh, what they'd done, he, he may well have decided to buy one back. Right. So um, uh, so that game will be at um, uh, Pinball Expo the upcoming uh, October. That is October nineteenth to the twenty second uh, in Schomburg, uh, Illinois. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So if, and, you, uh, uh, if you wanted to get a chance to to play a uh, a completed feature a magic girl then that's your uh, that's your well that's probably your best chance of doing it um without going to the netherlands where uh, there is one on display at the dutch pinball museum in rotterdam right for uh, for public to play um and um uh, there are, i think there are a few others now cropping up around the world but uh, mostly in, in private collect well entirely in private collections i think yeah, so, um, and I, I, I did reach out to uh, uh, Max, who is mm-hmm. the, uh, the owner of the facility where the Magic Girls are being uh, finished, so to speak. Um, he is looking to attend Pinball Expo as well, so I would not be surprised if there would be a seminar about the, uh, the finishing of Magic Girl uh, and... Uh, um, well, yes, indeed, I think that's already been announced that they will be telling the story. Right. Of, of how they did it, but well, um, if you can't wait for that, <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I have both been involved in, uh, in the telling of that story to some degree. Um, Jonathan, as you may remember us uh, talking about on, on the spincast a while ago, um, was asked to uh, to voice and uh, narrate the uh, the story of the, of the making of Magic Girl video, which um, is is available on YouTube. So I'm sure if you, if you search for that, you will find it there. Uh, meanwhile, I've also been busy because I I wrote up the story of that for Pinball News, and um, after um, everybody was able to get together and check it out and confirm that all the facts in it were correct, uh, it was published um, about a week ago on the Pinball News website. So you can read the the long story of um, 
Magic Girl, how it, how it came to be and um, how it came to be finished um, on the Pinball News site. Right. So, um, I think that rounds it up for, uh, for American Pinball. Um, and, um, yes, you may, be wondering, you may be wondering why we're talking about Magic Girl um, for an well, American Pinball um, section. Well, uh, let's not forget that American Pinball assembled uh, all the Magic Girl games that are currently out there. Absolutely, yes. Because John Popper Duke was uh, was working for them to, or working with them, I should say, to uh, to build those games, build a number of those games, and uh, also design their their launch title, the Houdini game, which uh, ended up being redesigned, of course, by Joe Balser. But um, they those games which which we're talking about, those were the ones which were built in the old American Pinball Factory before they actually got into building their own game, Houdini. Right. So that's uh, American pinball involvement. Right. So okay. Um, moving on to, uh, I suppose, deep root pinball. Uh, do you have some news on that? Not really. Um, obviously, um, their, their insolvency rolls on. The, the, the bankruptcy. Um, there are more and more legal motions and um, attempts to recover whatever they can um, through uh, the, the selling of their assets, but. Um, there are some pictures um, which came up on Pinside, so thank you to those who posted on Pinside, uh, which revealed that there was apparently a another title which uh, hadn't been announced. Uh, they already announced plenty of titles um, in their planned raft of uh, machine releases, but one which they had, had worked on, they had artwork for, but and potentially a playful design, which is a bit hard to tell for the pictures, but quite possibly, was a Men in Black Alien Crisis game. Hmm. So, um, yeah, there is a backlash of some rough cabinet art drawn up as well. And um, it's interesting that they were obviously putting some effort into building that, you know, long or at least designing it, uh, while they were still trying to get their, their launch title, uh, Raza, out. But uh, it wasn't amongst the titles that they had announced. So whether they had the license for it yet, or not, or whether it was a speculative uh, thing they were going to present to the the movie company and try and get the license, we don't know. But yeah. uh, uh, I'm sure the story, the full story of how that came about, uh, will uh, will come out in due course. Right. Okay. Uh, you want to uh, jump to uh, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Turner <laughs> uh, Pinball. Oh right. Yes. Uh, While we're, which is sort of like the. Um, well, well, Chris Chris Turner is very keen to to say he's not Deep Root Pinball 2.0, um, despite uh, the, the obvious links to to, uh, to Deep Root. But uh, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and have a have a clean slate from which to start. But um, yeah, it was basically there was the only news I think from Turner Pinball is there was a new video on. Uh, I'll say it's on the Turner Pinball site, but it's not. It's on Chris Turner's personal YouTube channel uh, called Chris Turner TV which is on YouTube, and um, there's, there are currently three videos on there. The, uh, the rather awkward um, reveal of the company, which we referred to before. Uh, there is a, a, top, a new top five questions about Turner Pinball answered video, which um, I haven't bothered to look because I think we already knew. I think it's kind of like a subset of what was in the first video. And... Um, Another one about um, making a costume helmet for using foam and bondo, um, which Ooh. I don't 
think is anything particularly pinball related, but uh, you, you don't wear a helmet playing pinball. Well, only only doing this podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> <Really? laughs> Although plenty of times I, I do feel like bang, bang away Save to break Save pinball first. <laughs> So uh, anyway, so if you're interested, um, check out uh, Chris Turner's uh, YouTube channel, Chris Turner TV, on YouTube. Right. Okay. So, um, so I'm scrolling back. Um, uh, let's just do this in the order of the, <laughs> that we have them on paper here, uh, which is Haggis uh, um, Pinball Australia. No news. Okay. Um, well, uh, crossing this, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the water over there, uh, Hongping in Taiwan. Some news. Um, yes, mainly around the, the manual for their upcoming uh, This Is Spinal Tap pinball. Well, we haven't seen a completed game yet. It's going to uh, premiere at uh, Pinfest show New in Australia. Newcastle, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so until then, um, we don't have that, any any full detailed uh, information about what's in the game. But what we do have is we have a, a service manual for the game, which I did have a look at and does give you a, quite a lot of information about the features in the game. So you can work out quite a lot of, of it, if not the rules. You can certainly see what the what the um, various um, mechanisms and uh, devices within the game will be, and even how they work. So you can you can get a printed service manual, but that um, you can probably buy it from them as well. But it will come with uh, included with when you buy the game. But you can also download a lower res version of the Home Pin website, so right. you can look at basically all the details of the game even before it's been announced, which is or, or uh, revealed, I should say. So that's uh, could be quite interesting, I'd say. Uh, I, I certainly was looking at uh, the exploding drummer mechanism and trying to work out what it does and how it works so uh, there you go if you're interested go over to uh, homepin.com um, I think it is and uh, certainly if you search for homepin pinball you will find their website and uh, you can download the manual now exploding drummer of course <laughs> how can you have a spinal <laughs> tap game without an exploding drummer right makes no sense yeah, okay, so uh, the two games that uh, are supposed to be available uh, for public play at the uh, uh, PinFest Newcastle uh, event, um, those were uh, shipped, so hopefully they will be there uh, in time. Um, not exactly news, but I figured I'd mention it anyway. Yes, very good. Right, okay. okay. So, um, Pinball Brothers in, uh, in Europe then, yeah, um, as we know, they are uh, making a- Alien at the moment, and apparently still making Alien and shipping more of them. Right. So that's keeping them busy because they, although they've announced their next title, which is Queen, they haven't really done much more in the way of uh, promoting it other than that, uh, that initial reveal. Right. I mean, so, I haven't seen any gameplay videos of no, it, which is what no, everybody no, seems no. to be crying out for. No, it I makes me suggest it's, it's not actually ready to show you. The game is supposed to be shown for the first time at the uh, Super Awesome Pinball Show uh, event. Tailgate which, party. Uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, at the uh, Coin Taker premises. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's somewhere this month, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right, yeah. So, uh, until then, uh, well, we're just... Eagerly waiting to see gameplay footage and, and yeah, and I think the uh, P- Pinball Brothers, or at least two of the Pinball Brothers, are, are going to be get, going over to that. 
Yeah, well. I think uh, Roger, Roger and uh, yeah, and Kato. And Kato, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not sure if uh, Daniel is, uh, is is going there um, from uh, from Free Play uh, Sweden. Uh, who knows? Uh, he might be at Pinball Expo. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will so, be talking about it uh, at, at that show as well. Yeah, yeah. so um, that will probably be our first sighting with the game because uh, I don't think we're making it to the uh, the, the tailgate party at uh, Cointaker. No, sadly not, uh, although obviously some of us have seen a version of the game before. Right. But uh, anyway, moving on, um, and you've got some news from uh, Chicago Gaming, haven't you? Yeah, sort of. Um, Ryan White, who is uh, sort of their um, spokesperson, uh, demonstrated the interactive shooting gallery mode that is uh, played on the uh, new topper of Cactus Canyon Remake, um, and he demonstrated that in a flipping out uh, uh, video stream. Um, what it basically comes down to is uh, you have uh, the topper has a, a backdrop of uh, buildings mm-hmm. uh, that that f- sort of form a street, and um, these some of these buildings light up. And in front of the topper, in front, uh, basically on the on the, the front edge, right? yeah. front edge of the topper, is an LED that's uh, lighting up, and it's basically it's a strip doing of LEDs. I think, isn't it? It's sort yeah, move right. Okay. Yeah. Please explain that your English is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's a while since I played it, and if you've, you've watched it more recently, um, so basically, yeah, as Jonathan said, it's it's, a, it's like the shootout. Uh, well, it's kind of like the back glass with a, 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 on, on the topper of a view down the street with uh, uh, the bad guy in the middle and you've got a uh, on the base of the plinth on which all this sits, on the front edge of the plinth on which it all sits, there is an LED strip with uh, which a single LED I think or maybe it's what, two or three um, sort of illuminates and moves left and right and you have to well you have to steer that that lit uh, LED to the illuminated building in order to shoot out the people who are shooting at you from it. I think that's yes. correct. Is, is yeah, that, that accurate? Yeah, I'm going to say it's a long time since I played it. It's almost a year. From from, from from what I've seen Ryan demonstrate, uh, the, the LED, the lit up one, uh, moves from left to right, and you have to shoot when it's uh, uh, matching with the, uh, the, the window building. Right. With, with with the building or the window that's lit up, and then right. And you have to shoot the uh, the bad guys only, not the. Uh... Ah, that's probably why I didn't get very far. I didn't know you had to shoot. I, I thought it was it would be more like um, the uh, the bar fight or the the bar scene in uh, Indiana Jones: Pinball Adventure. We just steer the gun, and you don't actually have to physically fire the trigger. But apparently, right. you do. So right. that would be why my game finished so quickly. Right. Okay. And um, uh, apparently, uh, Chicago Gaming have been dealing with quite some uh, supply chain issues, uh, uh, resulting in delays of uh, Cactus Canyon games being built. But good news: uh, it looks like limited edition and standard edition plus games, the ones with the topper, uh, will be uh, uh, back into production by the end of. September and then they start shipping immediately as well. Right, so I guess that's that's October then. So that's uh, good news if you've been waiting for uh, one of those and had an order in for some time because uh, right. it's been a while since they announced the game. And uh, but these days you have to be patient, don't you? you if you're ordering one of the uh, top end models, it could be it could be a year or more before you actually get it. Yeah. So, no, actually. Um 
uh, I was thinking about that. Uh, I think there isn't a manufacturer where you have no, where it's where you don't have any waiting times at the moment. The only one is probably Stern, but you get an old game. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. So. And that, that was not a stab, but that's basically because they're rerunning the older games. Uh, so you place your order and it's shipped rather soon. Um, unlike uh, some of the newer titles. Yep, everything seems to have a lead time these days. But uh, So I think that's all the news from Chicago Gaming. Right. So uh, where should we go next? Well, let's do uh, Multimorphic. Okay. So, uh, well, they made an announcement on the 2nd of August about... Um, Increased lead times uh, of another two months on the uh, complete P3 machines, which uh, takes it from about 10 months up to around about 12. So if you uh, haven't already ordered your uh, P3 and were planning to buy one, this is the entire unit, then it's probably going to be, as we were just saying, um, about a year before you would get it. Right, and, so, uh, and also, On top of that... Yeah, not only that, but... There is also a price increase um, kicking in in September for uh, many of the game modules. Now that is, um, it varies, but uh, generally speaking, well, the newest one is uh, Weird Owls uh, Museum of Natural Hilarity, which goes up from three thousand dollars to three thousand five hundred. Heist also puts on uh, five hundred dollars to uh, thirty-two fifty. Cosmic Kart Racing goes four hundred up to three thousand exactly. Uh, the same price for Lexi Lightspeed, Escape from Earth, uh, and the Canon Lagoon module, which is the simplest of the uh, of all the uh, the modules available, I think, um, goes up another three hundred and one dollars to eighteen hundred dollars. Now um, you can look in those old prices if you order before the increase kicks in, and um, there is obviously again a, a, a generally a lead time on uh, all these modules. Um, although it's, it's a lot shorter than it is for a full game, it can be uh, you know, a couple of months or something like that, right. depending on whether they have them in stock or not. I don't think they have many. So. Um, um, but also uh, some good news oh, uh, with all that. Finally, yes, because there is a price decrease on uh, on two of their games, uh, Rocks and Grand Slam Rally, which uh, are now have gone down from three hundred ninety nine dollars to just one hundred. $99, so yeah. basically halved in price uh, immediately. So you don't right. have to wait for that, that price decrease to kick in. It's there now through the Multimorphic store, if you go to multimorphic.com and have a look. Right, okay. So and uh, so the uh, old pricing was still effective, I think, during the month of uh, August, but in September you pay the new prices, is that that's, correct? That's correct. I don't know the exact date on which it goes up. It was the 1st of September. Uh, in which case it's pointless just telling you about this because it's already happened. But um, if you were thinking and this is going to affect you, then uh, hop on over there and if you can and have a look and see if the price has gone up yet. Right. So, um, on other areas, uh, Multiborphic has also been quite busy as we've seen a, um, uh, a code update, um, actually two, for uh, Wheeled Elves Museum of Natural Hilarity. Uh, usually you're the one doing the code updates and I take that, but okay, I'll do this one. So f first there was uh, version 0 0.9, 0 0.6, 0 0.2, 0 0.25, 0 0.7. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're making that up. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, came out 
August 1st, um, which is actually a rather big update. Uh, and it includes the You Make Me Mini Wizard mode, a mm-hmm. new uh, Drink from the Fire Hose mode, improved video playback performance, scoring changes and bug fixes to the Dare to be Stupid mode. New rules for the UHF multiball, along with many gameplay changes and bug fixes throughout the game. And then there was uh, the 1.0 uh, code update uh, on August 29th, uh, which includes the Running with Scissors Wizard mode, which is a uh, speedrun challenge throughout the entire museum where you have to complete various tasks in every uh, room of the museum. Excellent. So that's that's uh, quite complete. Yes, and uh, um, Buffalo Pinball had a uh, a live stream where they actually played the new code and managed to play the uh, Running with Scissors wizard mode uh, as well. So if you want the spoiler, then uh, check out Buffalo Pinball. Yeah, good. And um, I think I skipped something. Um, There's a new game development emulation software uh, available uh, for budding game designers supporting the latest hardware. So if you're uh, tempted to design a game for uh, the Multimorphic uh, P3 platform, um, make sure that you have the latest version of that emulation software so you can properly emulate the game if you if you don't have one sitting next to you. Yes, because the, as we mentioned before, the, the newest games have a few hardware changes compared to the older ones. So they've got, they're rather than the, the, um, the walls that pop up halfway through, oh, sorry, halfway up the play field, um, they're not solenoid-driven anymore, they're motor-driven. So that gives you the possibility of doing more interesting things with them. And uh, there's also um, speaker uh speaker panel lighting which can be controlled as well now which it couldn't previously so the new development and emulation software um, supports those um, as well as providing RGB LED um, simulation so you can uh, you can see exactly how it's going to look rather than uh, than guessing so uh, if, if, if you're a, a game that is Jonathan said a budding game developer for the P3 um, you want to update your software right okay Okay, so, so who's next then? Where shall we go from here? Shall we? Oh, I know. Let's go and uh, check out our, our good friend Andrew McVeigh and what he's been up to with uh, Pinball Adventures. Right. So uh, actually, while you while you said that, I just looked up his uh, Instagram. Uh, uh, first of all, congr- most of the update to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, as he had his birthday yesterday, um, and apparently uh, he has been um, uh, mentioning that. He is moving to a new location or factory um, September 1st, but according to his latest update, he got the keys early, so he's already uh, starting the big move today. Ah, okay. Well, only only one day early, but uh, but yes, that, that's good. And uh, every, every time-saving uh, measure is always to be welcomed. So congratulations right. on both your birthday and the, the new location. Yeah, or delocation, because I'm not sure whether he had a factory, if it's a factory. Uh, it it, it sort of looked like he was building the games in his office. So Yeah, yeah, okay, well, new location, or new factory, new new assembly area, to put it that way. Right, so, uh, well, uh, best of luck with that, and hopefully we'll get to see them cranking out games soon. 
Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's been in development for a long time, and, yes. uh, and, and we, as we know, there's another another company with um, a number of other titles already announced um, in the pipeline. So we're looking forward to see uh, that um, both the Pony Factory and Elements and the, the various other ones which are um, which are upcoming. Right. Okay. Now, do you feel a little bit Spanish, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel it. You feel it too. I feel a little bit Spanish. So. Um, do we have any news on Bitstrike? Um, I'd like to say see, but <laughs> I, I have to say no news. But uh, it seems that you played the Superhoop game recently in the uh, UK Pinfest. Isn't that true? I did. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to talk that way um, <laughs> for any length of time because... Uh, sorry, sorry. I don't want to be... Yes. Well, I would have to clean my monitor off um, fairly soon after uh, after doing that. So, um, but yes, I got a chance to play uh, Super Hoop, and it was one. It was uh, set up on the floor at the UK Pinfest, and uh, an interesting game. Uh, some nice lighting effects on it. Uh, quite dark, I have to say, on uh, on the play field, not the uh, not the theme or the uh, the treatment of it. But there wasn't a huge amount of general illumination. But uh, it seemed to work well. I think the flippers on it might actually have been slightly overpowered. Um, maybe because we have a, a 240 volt um, distribution in the UK and it's probably more used to like a 220 volt in, in Spain. But um, it did play very fast and the ball was flying around the playfield uh, throughout the entire weekend. The flippers never got tired and the game was in use nearly all the time. So uh, it was holding up very well. I don't think anything broke on it. So okay. uh, not there's a huge amount on the playfield, but... Um, but the game seemed to play well, and it was, uh, it was. I found it to be one of those, um, one of those games where you, you almost get to the to the uh, the point you're trying to get to, but not quite. You know, so it's you, you want to go back and play it one more time, just just to try and achieve what you didn't quite get to last time. And of course, oh, well, when you try thing. it again, when you try it again, you don't get there either. But you know, it's uh, yeah, it, it does drag you back for another game. So uh, that's good news, I think. Okay, so, and was the game brought by a uh, distributor or by a private collector? You know what, I don't know who brought it, I never found that out. I was trying to find, but uh, I don't think it was by a distributor, because I don't think they have one. Right. But I think it must have been a private collector. Okay, so, now that game is uh, originally, uh, or is designed by um, uh, Antonio Orturo mm-hmm. from uh, Quetzal Pinball, <laughs> In, <laughs> in, the, in Spain and um, interestingly um, uh, I was looking up uh, Antonio on uh, Instagram and I noticed that he has a new website for Quetzal Pinball which is uh, qtzpb.com mm. and um, uh, apparently it's not a secure website so you may get a browser warning but uh, the website does show Super Hoop and uh, the uh, Tokyo Perfect Drift designs. Yes, it's uh, a, st- a story. Of, well, development pictures of it, so you can you can see uh, and there's a little bit of text describing the development of it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, a nicely designed website. And oh look, there's a, there's a video there from uh, Pinball News. Oh, I noticed that about Captain Nemo. Huh. Um, Anyway, that wasn't why we were mentioning it. I didn't even notice that until, until I scrolled down that far. But, uh, yeah, so obviously Antonio was, um, was, was, was the, uh, the designer and the builder of, uh, of uh, Captain Nemo Dives Again, so, uh, which, which is uh, out and about. Uh, there, there are quite a few of those around. And, 
Yeah, when I was at Pinterest, I was talking to uh, your fellow fellow Dutchman at Yonker, ah, who yeah. who uh, brought a game, well, brought two games to the show very kindly, all the way from the Netherlands, and was uh, he said he's still waiting for his Tokyo Perfect Drift game to be uh, built, uh, which he ordered about two years ago. He's, he's very patient and uh, not complaining about the delay, but uh, hoping to get his his game. So you can see the pictures of it on the website. Um, qtzpb.com and uh, but uh, as far as we know there the haven't actually been any made and out in in the wild I mean the, the game has been made because we saw it at people Expo in the past so uh, there is a, a working model but um, it hasn't been produced commercially yet as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware so right. hopefully it won't be too long I know, I know Antonio has been very busy doing uh, doing other work so um, I think Ad said that the cabinet's done but uh, the playfield is is still waiting uh, population. Uh, I think there was so a start, but I'm not sure whether uh, there was a falling out between uh, the, the the guy who should uh, assemble it or what's what's going on. So I don't want to speculate on that. So, mm. so okay. Anyway, now you think so, and then no, there's more. Oh no. Yes. Uh, do you remember uh, New Canessa from uh, 2010? The, uh, the game that we played at EAD Expo. Uh, I do. I still wake up screaming with cold sweats in the middle of the night about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, uh, there was a company called Marsa Play who um, uh, brought a New Canessa game to the uh, EAG Expo in 2010. And that game was actually the very first pinball machine with an LED screen in it, also taking a picture of the player uh, uh, during gameplay. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, one of the odd things with that uh, game was they tried to make it as uh, reliable as they could in terms of eliminating switches and so on by going with um, uh, sensors and, uh, yeah. and, and, and opto switches. Yeah. Um, and that all worked fine, although you could use some feedback on, because if you don't see a, an actual switch and it still counts, uh, uh, it scores like you're hitting a switch. Yeah, uh, you need some visual feedback. I would. It's say. hard to know what's registering, isn't it? You know, because exactly. you can roll through a lane, but is there a switch there that does something or not? Yeah. yeah. So, but um, so despite that technological advancement, I would say uh, one of the um, uh, curious things missing on that uh, that game was an endostroke uh, switch uh, causing actually flipper coils to burn if you ha uh, hold the flipper button in too long. Yeah, um, and I would say it, was, it ended up being hugely unreliable as well, uh, the actual electronics of it. So I don't, I, I, I still remember having seen two of them um, side by side and both of them were broken. I don't think right. either of them actually lasted very long. Okay, so now the interesting news is, because why would we bring up this game from uh, more than 12 years ago? Mm. Um, I actually got an email from Marsa Play with an invite to the IAPA London show, and where they are apparently showcasing a number of virtual pinball machines. And uh, the invitation is uh, like a, it looks like a flyer, uh, and it shows at least... A virtual version of a uh, new Canasta, the game that we uh, just described, which is a rebuild of Canasta 86, mm -hmm. very popular game in uh, in Spain. Indeed. Uh, it also shows a game called Brave Teams and a game called Billiards, 
which has a backlash that reminds a little bit of a border locks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just just to stress, these are this is a virtual pinball machine, yes. not not a physical one. So yes. uh, hopefully, it's going to be more reliable. Probably, yeah. So so the company apparently is still in business because we haven't heard from them in twelve years, um, but but they're still around and uh, doing a new attempt. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's that's available at, to see at uh, IAPA London, which uh, I think is uh, about the this middle month? of this month. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I'm away the entire duration that, uh, of that show, so I won't oh. be able to go there. Despite the fact it's in London, which is a bit right. annoying. But yeah. there you go. Um, I'm sure we'll see some in, some news about it, and we'll bring you details of what happened um, in next month's Pincast. Right. Okay. Um, I don't think I will be going either, although I got the invite, so, uh, oh well, maybe if there's a cheap last-minute flight, uh, I might actually hop in there, but, yeah. Oh well. you Do you fancy braving the, the chaos of Schiphol Airport and trying to hop over? No, I'd probably fly from another airport, Yeah, so. probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, anyway. uh, well, talking of the Netherlands, um, what news from uh, Barry at Dutch Pinball? Nothing so far. Nothing. Absolutely oh, nothing. He, oh, sorry. Spanish I, I, as well. I, I, no, no, no. <laughs> sorry. Wrong mode. Wrong mode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no news from Dutch Pinball. No, I tried reaching out to Barry. Um, his phone is uh, basically connecting me and then disconnecting me. Um, so uh, it could be that he's on holiday or something. Um, yeah, it's the time of year. So okay. Right. So no update from Dutch Pinball. So. No. Um, so, uh, any in, any uh, new information from uh, Padresi Gaming in uh, in Italy? Well, you tell me. Uh, no, basically no news from Padresi, and they are still building the uh, Funhouse 2.0 Rudy's Nightmare. Right. Uh, They're also building the Aliens for uh, um, Pimble Bros. Indeed, they, they are. And they will be building the Queen game. So they are very busy. Yeah, ramping up for that one would hope. Um, but I did run into uh, Janos from uh, Team Pimble when I was at uh, the UK Pinfest. Mm -hmm. And he gave me a bit of information, um, some of which I, well, I can't, can't report most of it. But I can say that he is uh, busy working on the next uh, as yet unannounced 2.0 release. So which is it? Which <laughs> title is it? Tell us, Martin. Tell uh, us. I'm afraid I'm sworn to secrecy. You know, you know the rules. Um, but uh, there is a another Have a one beer. coming up fairly soon. Um, oh, you you know my weakness. Yes, um, uh, and which which uh, will will uh, have the same code from the same team who uh, did the um, the uh, the funhouse. So okay. Uh, so yeah. So, so well experienced. Uh, so if you say very soon, is there a timeline? That no, we I didn't can... say very soon, I said soon. Um, well, okay, soon. So is there a timeline? I'm sure there is, but I don't know what it is. Oh. And and timelines slip. So uh, it would be, be inadvisable to say a particular game is going to be announced at a certain time. And and, 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 and as we know, and as we, we talked about earlier, there's a, there's a big difference between announcing a game and actually producing it and selling it. So to a point... It's actually more important when you can actually buy it rather than when it's uh, announced. Right. As well, we're seeing Queen. Yeah. Well, Pedretti is doing a pretty good job with um, uh, shipping uh, their stuff uh, once they make an announcement. I mean, the, the Funhouse kits started shipping rather quickly, I suppose. 
Yeah, so. um, they are uh, become a, a significant force in pinball manufacturing. I'd say now, which is it's good. Good to have uh, more companies out there able to to uh, supply. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So that rounds it up for uh, Pedretti uh, in Italy. But now, uh, but uh, I just remember we yeah. have more than you from Spain. I know. I can't <laughs> believe you. You missed the opportunity. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh well. Um, okay. Yes. Well, there was a. Um, there's quite a lot of uh, pinball media to, to uh, report on this month, and we'll start that with um, news about a Spanish pinball book, which uh, is is called Extra Ball: The History of Pinball in Spain. Now it's been announced. Well, it was announced just a few days ago that they were doing effectively a, a Kickstarter, but it's not with Kickstarter. It's with a, another company called Vakami. Um, who are, I, I guess, more, more Spain-based, or at least Spanish-facing, uh, but it works in the same way. And they were trying to raise €3,000 uh, to, to publish their book. And it is a, a history of pinball in Spain from the beginning, from the very early beginnings to uh, today. And um, it's, two, uh, sorry, it's 464 pages in a uh, sort of coffee table landscape format. Wow! So uh, there's a lot of pages in there, a lot of information, and they were looking to raise, I say, three thousand. And after two days, they had raised four thousand nine hundred twenty-four. So there's a big demand out there, it seems, for for this book, or certainly for the uh, the extras that come with it. Right. So you can expect to see that. But it is, as far as we can tell, it is only available initially, at least in Spanish language, not English. But it'll have. You know, it'll have a huge number of uh, very high-quality photos in it, I'm sure. So even if you don't necessarily speak the language, you'll be able to enjoy the games from the earliest days of Spanish pinball through to the more modern ones. And yeah. who knows? It might even include the games that we've just been talking about. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, so no, it's uh, very interesting. I'm, I'm always interested in uh, other pinball publications as an editor of Pinball Magazine. So... Um, I think I'm going to back this one uh, as well. So uh, uh, I'm not sure what the book will cost, but the amount will uh, go up a little bit. I, I think there's various options available. You can get a digital copy or a physical copy, and it's, it's not hugely expensive. I don't think it's probably. I, I'm I'm trying to remember, but uh, uh, no more than about um, uh, twenty-five to thirty do- uh, euro- oh, euros. I can easily afford that. I'm sure you can. You must be rolling in money after. Uh, yeah, I am uh, a very successful DJ, as you also might remember. So. I was going to say all, all the all the money you make from Pinball Magazine Number Six. <laughs> oh, oh yes, sorry, that hasn't actually been published yet. Yes, yes. yes. yeah, <clears throat> and that, that's my well, retirement we'll, plan. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, so. So anyway, more more, more Kickstarter uh, companies or, or Kickstarter projects, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah. Um, Skillshot Baby, a uh, uh, feature pinball epiphany, um, to be produced by uh, Emoto Harney and um, James uh, Oriotti. Yes, exactly. Uh, we mentioned that last month. Um, that actually reached its funding target on uh, on Kickstarter. Uh, there was a fifteen thousand dollar goal, and they uh, almost reached sixteen thousand, uh, mm-hmm. being backed by a hundred and eight backers. So, uh, good news for them; they get to make their uh, um, their short movie. And um, yeah, this is a, a feature, sort of an exo- uh, a, um, 
a scene, not say it's a scene, but it's a, a section from a much larger project which they are hoping to produce. And so this is like a to be able to show off what the, the production qualities, the storytelling will be like if they get, if they get to do the full thing. And yeah. whether there'll be another Kickstarter for that or whether they'll be pitching it to, to studios, uh, we're not quite clear at the moment. But uh, we look forward to, to seeing Skillshot Baby Pinball Epiphany when, when uh, that is uh, released. Right. Now, from one movie to another, mm. um, Roger Sharp, who I uh, actually just talked to and who agreed to come on our uh, next pincast uh, at the end of uh, September, um, he has a, a movie made about, uh, well, uh, basically uh, the, the story, well, it's not exactly solely the story how he saved the game, but that's sort of like the subtitle for the movie, yeah. The Man That Saved the Game. Um, that's more, that the, mo- more sort of backdrop to the, the story of the movie. Yes. yes. Um, uh, Roger expressed to me it's not a pinball movie, but pinball is a huge part of it. So if you're expecting to watch a tournament uh, like you do uh, at, at some tournaments, uh, you can watch a screen and see gameplay. No, that's not it. So it's actually a, um, uh, a sort of a, a, a love story. Um, it's a comedy drama, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it should be appealing to a wider audience. And um, there's actually, uh, well, the, the, the company behind it is... Uh, uh, currently reaching out to film festivals and uh, good news um, the movie is to debut at the 30th annual Hampton International Film Festival which is uh, scheduled to take place from the 7th to the 16th of October now that's quite an accomplishment and from what I understand from Roger uh, more festivals have shown interest in uh, uh, taking the movie up in their uh, program as well. Um, and it's very difficult to get your movie uh, to be selected by uh, festivals. So um, kudos uh, for, for, uh, for, for them for getting so much interest in the movie already. Yes, and uh, if you'd like to go to the, uh, the 30th Annual Hampton International Film Festival, uh, general admission tickets uh, go on sale on the 27th of this month. So you can uh, just go to uh, uh, the have a search for Hampton International Film Festival, and I'm, I'm sure you will find it no problem. Uh, but there's also some good news, which um, uh, if you can't wait until then to find out more about the movie, there is a website, the, the right. official movie website uh, of uh, www.pinballfilm.com, where you can see um, shots from the movie, you can see the story of the people in it, the people working on it, who worked on it, the, uh, the cast and crew, basically. So uh, it's very well made, I'm looking at it right now as we speak, and you can see the, the beautiful quality of the photography in the movie. It really does look pin sharp and, and very, very well composed. So uh, uh, nice to see um, an actor playing a, a young Roger Sharp in that, and... Uh, and there's some some lovely household and and some courtroom scenes as well. There's, yeah. there's a lot you can you can see from that. So uh, okay, I still have to look it at it. So, yeah, yeah. I, w- I will. I will. Um, like I said, I uh, before we started recording this pincast, I was actually talking to Roger. Uh, the movie is actually uh, done, so it's it's 
complete editing is done, or at least the first first version is uh, is done, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Roger is going to uh, promote the movie as well at some uh, some of the uh, uh, events where the movie will be shown. Uh, he can't do them all, but uh, mm-hmm. he's doing quite a few, and uh, he has been he's had a uh, quite a heavy hand in. Uh, the the script and the production of the movie, so it should be, I'd say, rather authentic. Yeah, I'd well, say. I think he's technical advisor and one of the executive producers of it as right. well. So yes, obviously, very much involved in production, and not just uh, not just sitting back and letting the uh, the storytellers tell the story, but uh, making sure that it's uh, it's kept on uh, on point. Right. So. Um yeah, well, I'm very curious to see the film, although I'm usually not one to go to uh, movie festivals or film festivals, but uh, the, uh, they're, 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 they're still not sure exactly how the movie will be distributed, uh, whether it will be available in theaters nationwide or uh, worldwide or what have you. I, I suppose that still depends or is up in the air depending on how the game is received at various film festivals. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure it will come to a, to a streaming platform as well before too long. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, from what I understand from Roger, uh, such a release that, that we're looking at next year. It's not going to be this year. No. So. Makes sense. No, good. Okay. Well, um, some other news. Um, as, as we mentioned earlier, I was at the UK Pinball Pin Fest Pinball Show in, right. in Daventry this past yeah. weekend. I wasn't, which is also quite newsworthy, I suppose, because yeah. you I am there. You are. We were, we, you were missed, and I was asked a lot of times whether whether you were coming. And I had to explain that you had a DJ gig to attend yeah. to at uh, the weekend, so uh, couldn't unfortunately make it. Events will clash. And uh, talking of events clashing, I'm, we're not sure whether, whether Roger's going to be able to be at Pinball Expo this year, because he may, he may end up uh, be busy promoting or... Uh, um, talking about the uh, the pinball, the man who saved the game film. So, yes. um, if you want to hear from Roger, probably best to tune in to next month's pincast when we plan to be talking to him. But yes. uh, yeah, getting back to the show, very well um, received, uh, very popular. The um, I think we had the most people at that show that we ever had at UK Pinfest. I think on Saturday afternoon we but actually at capacity. I think the hall has a maximum number of 400 people, and I think it was just about there or thereabouts. So uh, that was really good. And believe it or not, it didn't seem overly packed. It was, you could still get on the game, and you could still move around the hall. So that was nice to see. Um, it was very busy, but um, there was so much going on. There were so many tournaments, so many events, um, fun and serious. So um, congratulations to everybody involved in running it. Um, I'm happy to say that I only had a very small role to play this time, and that was in uh, introducing the, uh, the new inductees into the UK Pimple Hall of Fame. Right. So congratulations to them. That was uh, Paul Brock, who uh, runs the popular UK, um, Pimple Info website in the UK, which is uh, the, the forum and uh, home for online collaboration of, of all things pimple. And the Northern Lights pinball team, who uh, raised a huge amount of money for charity with, by bringing machines to shows, support the shows, and also spread pinball to a new, well, to the next generation and to people outside the, 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 the pinball hobby. So to people who wouldn't normally see pinball, they get a chance to play it. So well done to them. And if you want to see more about that, um, there's a new website 
ukpinballhalloffame.com where you can see all the past inductees going back to 2008 uh, as well as this year's ones and uh, also details of the new selection committee that's been uh, been set up so uh, okay. so that that was me uh, the weekend Okay, so um, now uh, usually I uh, attend the show, and um, uh, usually uh, our good friend uh, Gary Flower is also there. Mm. Did you did you see Gary? No, Gary couldn't make it this year. Um, oh, I don't think he's actually been to um, Pinfest for a number of years, but oh. he's uh, he's normally busy around that time, and it's a long way from where he is um, up to Daventry, so uh, it's a difficult journey to make. So ah, uh, okay, so no, well, Gary was not there, but but. We uh, we just we missed him last month because uh, we didn't get to speak to him. So, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, we uh, realised well, right at the end that he hadn't called, and it was, it was too late. So we're not going to make that mistake this year. Oh, well, this this month, are we? No, uh, I suppose we can give him a call. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure he has some interesting news that we'd like to share with our listeners as well. Yeah. Okay. So uh, call him up. See what see what happens. Okay. Calling right now. Sorry, you have reached a number That's, that has been disconnected what? or is no longer. You should have the right number. If you feel I'm you have reached sure this recording in error, please check the number Gary and Flower. try your call again. Let me, let me try again. Hello, this is Gary Flower. We're sorry, you have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. I don't know what's up with that. So. Okay. Well, well, we tried. We did. Yeah, we tried to. Uh, mm. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll try and get him uh, on next month and uh, to bring us all up to date with what's been going on uh, in his corner of the world. But um, until then, I think I think that's it for us for this month. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to add as well. So. Uh, okay. So that th- that wraps it up for August 2022. And yes. uh, we hope you enjoyed this month's Bournemouth News Pincast. We will, of course, be back next month at the, uh, the end of September and the start of October to bring all the all the pinball uh, news from the previous month. And oh, I, I just I just remember we forgot one 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 item. No. Yes, it's not but so. we're still we're still we're still here. So oh, we're still okay. in time. Right. What yeah. was that? So well, uh, obviously, Pinball Expo is coming in yes, October. That's right. Yes. yes. Yes, and uh, uh, Rob Berg, the uh, the main organizer of the mm-hmm. event, um, uh, has been promoting the uh, the country tournament. Ah, yes, a new, new country tournament. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, he's looking for, I believe, it's two representatives from uh, various countries from over uh, all over the world to take place in such tournaments. Now, I'm not exactly sure which countries already have participants uh, going there. But uh, if you're an international uh, pinball player and going to Pinball Expo, you might be uh, reaching out to Rob Berg, see if you can participate in this country tournament. Yes, um, it's uh, a new new event, so it's definitely worth um, checking it out. Um, you know, it might even be that, um, that you are one of the... Well, you aren't the only... One of the few people from the um, from the your country who are in attendance, so you may want to uh, represent your country there in the twenty twenty two World Cup of pinball, which is being held there. But uh, I'm just just trying to find any more details about it as we speak. Um, But the website seems particularly so. Um, Yes, so you there is a registration um, for yep two players on the pinballexpo.com website. So it costs 50, 50 US dollars to register. 50 US dollars? 
Yeah, but I'm sure there are plenty of benefits, and you get to uh, you get to represent your country. I mean, what? Who can put a price on that? Uh, apparently, Rob Burke. Can. Okay, well now we know what the price is. So, <laughs> so okay, and that does wrap it up. Yes, for, we'll uh, for yeah. August. Yeah. So, um, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we hope you join us next time uh, at the end of uh, September. Until then, bye bye. Yeah. Have a great month. Bye bye.